Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Well, hey everyone, happy Friday. And today we're going to finish up our discussion about the so-called sincerity trap. Specifically today, I want to look at and discuss examples of how we see this kind of thinking just so pervasive in our culture and in our modern world today. So as a reminder, if you haven't listened or if you're not binging these altogether, the sincerity trap is this idea that sincerity and being really sincere about what what we believe and the positions that we hold is somehow akin to those positions themselves being right or true or morally good or just. And as we discussed on Monday and Wednesday's episodes, there are two major problems with this kind of thinking. First, it assumes that sincerity is a good test for truth, which it obviously isn't. And second, it equates this idea of being sincere and being a sincere person with being a good person, which is also obviously not the case once we take the time to think about it. But this kind of thinking has absolutely pervaded our culture. And I want you to take a moment and just consider how it has, how it has done so. This sincerity trap is alive and well in our culture today because we can look all around us and we can see example after example of how feelings have become the standard for action. That if I feel strongly enough about a cause or an idea, that that somehow is justification for acting on that idea and doing even, some would say, whatever is necessary to promote and to uh, get this idea to dominate the culture around me, that if I just feel strongly enough about it, that makes it a worthy and noble cause. But we know, or we should know, that feelings are not a good test for truth or morality. I feel things all the time that are not the case. I feel things very strongly sometimes about those around me that, is, that are just not true when I examine them further, because my feelings can lead me astray. My feelings in the moment can carry me away from the truth, and they could lead me to a place where I might feel strongly about it, but I'm not justified in acting upon those feelings because those feelings do not reflect reality. And so just because we feel something strongly doesn't mean that it's true or that we should act upon it. We have to step back from our feelings and we have to ask On what basis or what evidence or what proof do I have that the way I feel about this thing is actually the way things are? And this idea of feelings being the standard for action, this drives a desire by many to do something or even anything rather than nothing. That action is seen as a moral good and inaction is seen as a moral uh, evil. Or an immoral thing. And once again, that's not necessarily the truth. It depends on what we're talking about, doesn't it? If, as it's come up in our media today, this this uh, scandals and, and continuing coverage about uh, sex trafficking in our world today is just 
we're, I don't think that it's, it's more prominent. I think that it's just being uncovered uh, in a way that had flown under the radar before. And so it's more of a prominent discussion in a bigger circle of people today. Now, if we were to look at a, a topic like sex trafficking to say, is it better to do anything to try and stop this rather than nothing at all? I think that the answer would be yes, of course, that this is a moral evil that needs to be stopped and that we should do something about this. And to do nothing when you know that it's happening is not good. Let's say that our topic is a different kind of injustice. Let's say that it's a perceived pay gap between two different employees and the employee that we think is being paid less for the same amount of work is a good friend of ours. And so we take up on their behalf to, to, to basically stand up and say, this isn't right. This shouldn't happen. Well, the question is, and obviously we would have a hard time answering this because of confidentiality and things like that is, is it actually the case that our friend is being underpaid? And how would we know? Is there a way that we can objectively verify this? Because if it, if, if we can't, then Maybe we're standing up for something that is not justified. Maybe we are standing up for something that we feel is a righteous cause, but by doing something in that case, rather than nothing, we might actually be hurting our cause or even doing something harmful. So we can think of other examples where there might be a cause that some would say isn't worthy of action, that it's either verifiably not the case and, and it's only perception or that maybe it's just not worth the level of action that some are giving it. My point is, is that action is not always justified if the, the reason for action is not justified. This idea that doing something is always better than doing nothing is, is just not the case because we shouldn't measure intentions as the, the yardstick for whether something is good or not. The intentions behind an intended action is one thing, but the outcome, the actual result of that action is a different thing altogether. And I would say that if we are looking at these movements all around us right now, the intention behind them is not the most important thing because just about every movement in our culture today has I think at some level, honorable intentions, depending on your perspective, of course. But what we should look at and what we can measure rather than intentions, because no one knows the heart but God, is outcomes. What is the actual real result of these kinds of actions that we see around us? Are they accomplishing what they say they intend to accomplish or are they doing more harm than good? And if they are, then I think that should cause us to question whether action of this nature, of this kind, is justified. Sincerity has replaced morality in our culture as one of the chief virtues. To be sincere, to be passionate, to feel strongly about something is seen as just as good as, if not better than, actually being morally good. It has replaced morality in its own way. The problem is, as we've said before, people are sincerely wrong all the time. And so if I'm just sincere, if I'm just passionate, that's not good enough. 
And I think as Christians who do have a grounded, objective handle on where real morality, real right and wrong come from, that they come from God and his character and his revelation to us, we are in a unique position to challenge this line of thinking in our culture today, to challenge this idea that just being passionate and sincere is somehow good. Because what if you're wrong? And so I hope that this gives you some ammunition in conversations with those around us because these topics are all over the place right now in our culture. And I hope that as a Christian, you are able and unafraid to engage and to really ask hard questions and to really hopefully hold our cultural feet to the fire to help us to see that as a people, sincerity cannot be the standard of good and evil. God has to be the standard of good and evil.